Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast here with Rochelle Smith, producer of the podcast. And we've got Lauren Merkel with us. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, a certified financial fiduciary. <laughs> I kind of wanted to sing it there, guys, because it's just it's a cool title. What do you have to do to get that term? Fiduciary. Like a pretty cool oh, designation. oh, you're asking Ooh. me? Do you want yeah. me to tell you about it? Yeah. What is? What do you have to do to get the? You have to be a fiduciary, which is a weird word. I have yeah. to say that every time I introduce the man, and it is a word, weird word. Remind the people, Lauren, what is a fiduciary? Fiduciary means that we have to do what's in your best interest, put your interest in front of our own. I like that. That sounds like a good thing that when someone's helping like me plan thing. for retirement. Oh, and by the way, Lauren's also a retirement income certified professional. So you know what Lauren knows, you know what we know here at Merkel Retirement Planning? People are good savers. A lot of people are really good savers. They work hard 30, 40 years. They put the money away. They invest. They maybe even work with an accumulation advisor to really grow that retirement savings. But then they get a little bit closer to retirement and they have to start thinking about spending the money. And Lauren, this is where it gets kind of tricky. It, it gets really tricky. There's there's many people that I talk to that have managed their own money, managed their own finances during the accumulation phase, right? That's probably somewhere, it varies with everybody, but probably say 21 all the way up until about 10 years prior to retirement. That's the accumulation phase. So a lot of people manage their own money during that phase, but then they come in to see us in the pre-retirement phase, and that's what that's what they tell me. They say, it wasn't that hard during the accumulation phase. I felt confident. All I had to do was put my money in the 401k plan. It went in every pay period. is automatic. But now, now I'm here. I'm on the doorsteps of retirement. And I'm trying to figure out how do I take money out of these different accounts that I've been putting money in and saving in for the last 40 years. And it is overwhelming. So what do I do now? Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a scary thought for a lot of people thinking you only get one chance to get this right. You only want to retire one time and there's a finite amount of resources that you have left and you want to make sure that you get it right. What we want to do today is go through one of the strategies that we walk the families and individuals that we work with through. And that is kind of how to spend your money and thinking about it in three different stages. So Lauren, let's just go high level overview of what the three stages are and how you kind of first start these conversations with families and individuals. The three stages of money. First, we have the now money. And this is one of the most important pieces of the overall retirement plan. Uh, for pre-retirees who are thinking about entering that retirement phase, they're wondering where they're going to get their income from. How much income, income can you receive and is it going to last the rest of your retirement? That is the now money. Then we have the later money. This is going to be money probably somewhere between five to 10 years into retirement. Uh, it's going to be invested a little bit differently than your now money because you're not going to use it right away in retirement and you have a little bit longer time frame to invest it. And then you have the forever money. And the forever money is going to be money that we are going to use, you are going to use in the later, later stages of your retirement. And it's probably also going to be that piece of your money that you can uh, incorporate within your overall legacy plan. What charities, uh, what loved ones do you want to leave money to? That would be the forever money. So what we do is we help people put these three stages of money together in a coherent fashion so they have confidence that they can receive money at, right away at retirement, but also in their five to 10 years into retirement, but also 20 plus years into retirement, they have confidence there is still going to be money there. And then there'll be some money left over if a part of their plan is to leave a legacy to their loved ones and charities as well. 
Lauren, before you get to these three stages of money and talk to people about their spending plan in retirement, there is some work that has to be done. There's a lot of work that has to be done, but it's it's not it's not work that you should be intimidated by. It's it's actually fun work because what it is, it's your overall comprehensive retirement plan. And what your retirement plan does is it paints a picture to you in a very vivid fashion of how you're going to be able to financially afford your retirement lifestyle. So there's six components of this plan. So far with the three stages of money, we just that's just touched on the basics of the income plan, where you're going to get your income plan now, later, and then forever. And then we still have the investment plan, uh, which is how are you going to invest your money to make sure that you can still deliver income regardless of what's taking place in the economy, regardless of what's taking place in the market. If if the market blows up by 30%, that could have a serious impact on you on your ability to deliver income. So you have to make sure you have a retirement investment strategy, not an accumulation investment strategy. We have the tax plan, taxes. You paid a ton of taxes over the course of your career, and you're going to pay a ton of taxes over the course of your retirement career if you don't implement effective tax planning strategies. So it's all about how do you decrease your retirement tax bill. And then, of course, we have health care. A lot of people are not retiring, specifically choosing not to retire prior to Medicare age, age 65, because of the cost of health care. But yet the average retirement age in this country is still 62. So what does that tell you? They're finding a way. They're finding a way, and they find a way through the health care plan. But even once you get to age 65, you still have to apply for Medicare, and you have to apply for a supplemental plan and a drug plan, and that changes all the time, so you have to come up with the, the health care Medicare plan as well. And then, of course, the legacy plan. When you have your last day, and everybody does, when you have your last day, how do your resources, whatever is left over, transition the most effective way to your loved ones and your family. So those are the five components, the five financial components of your retirement plan. And those five financial components all come together to help you with your six component, the sixth component of your retirement plan, which is the lifestyle plan. This is the fun one. This Okay, this is where you can get excited. Are you saying the five components I just went over were not fun? Oh, well, I mean, I'm not a retirement planner. So this (laughs) is, and also, if I'm not somebody who's super maybe in tune with all those other things, the one thing I do know about when I retire, Lauren, is what I want to do. So I can come in and I can sit down with a retirement planner and go, listen, here's what I want to do. And then you can make all those other things come together for me. This is going to be interesting. What do you want to do when you retire? Oh, travel. Are you asking me? Oh, yeah. well, that's what you said. Let's you said Let's the one thing you now. know is what you want to do. Yes, I've got a whole list of things uh, that I've been um, putting off in these um, what we call accumulation years slash raising four children years. But <laughs> the list keeps growing of things I want to see and do when I retire. Yeah, so everybody's lifestyle plan is going to be a little bit different. You want to travel. You want to see the world. You want to do all the things that you couldn't do while you were tethered to your kids as you were raising <laughs> your, your kids. Um, some, some people want to stay home and be really close to their grandkids and do that kind of stuff. And it's a combination for a lot of other people. So whatever your lifestyle plan is, you need a financial retirement plan to help you afford that in a very confident way. So all of those six components, the lifestyle, the income, the investments, the tax, the healthcare, and the legacy plan work together to paint your retirement picture in a very vivid and clear fashion. Yeah. And so some people listening might go, so how do you do that? So what we want to do here in the next 20 minutes or so is outline one of the strategies, one of the ways we help or the retirement. 
outline one of the ways that the retirement planners here at Merkle Retirement Planning help people take this money they've worked so hard to save and turn it into retirement income. Because Lauren, what I do think is amazing about what you guys help families and individuals do is you don't just talk about the next couple of years. You don't just talk about the first few years of retirement. You're looking at getting people all the way out to age 100. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And that's what it's going to take because uh, a lot of times we have to redirect focus because think about it. If you're 60 years old and you want to retire at the age of 60, what are you thinking about? What kind of, what, what phase of your retirement is top of mind for you? Well, you're thinking about at 62, do I take social security? Do I not take social security? How am I going to afford healthcare? How am I going to take income out of the different investments with the market being down 30%? Uh, should I actually retire now in the throes of a recession or the market being down? You're thinking about the immediate future. And so what we have to do is we have to put a plan in place to help you think about the different questions and answer the different questions you have with the immediate future. But you're also wanting to be retired 10 years from now and 20 years from now. And you have specific goals for those time frames. It's just that's not top of mind because you've got to figure out the now. Um, and so, yes, we put plans together to take people through the, the now, the, the later, and then the forever. If you are thinking about the now, later, and forever, then you're thinking about building a retirement plan, but you might have a lot of questions about what you're hearing here today. That's okay. You can talk with a retirement planner. You can schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call by going to MerkleRetire.com, M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. And Lauren, what are the, some of the common income questions you get when you're having those 15-minute calls with people? How much? How much can I afford to spend, and how am I going to ever... To figure out a plan that's going to allow me to have confidence that I'm not going to run out of money. That's what the primary concern of, of most pre-retirees are. Um, and so obviously on the 15-minute phone call, that's not a focus of that phone call. But we will tell you, we'll basically build your skeleton plan on the phone call and say, here's how we go about solving that problem for you. Here's how we go about giving you the confidence to make the important retirement decision uh, in the midst of all the chaos that's taking place right now in the world. Yeah, because it's so much more than just calling up and saying, hey, Lauren, I have X amount. Right. Is this enough? Well, you can't say yes or no based on uh, based on just that quick yeah. conversation. There's so many other pieces that, that go into yeah, it. Yeah, it's like those articles that used to be written is you need a million dollars to retire. Well, now they're saying you need $3 million to retire, but really none of it's true. Uh, you could have $3 million, but you're spending $500,000 a year. That's not going to work for you unless you want a really short retirement. So the amount of money that you have is really important to you, but it's more about the equation. How much money do you have? How much money do you need to take out every year? And it's really not even as simple as that because there's three distinct phases of your retirement, the go-go, the slow-go, and the no-go years. And your spending requirements during each one of those phases is probably going to be different as well. You might need $7,000 a month in your go-go years, but in your slow-go years where you're not as ambitious, you don't have as much energy, you're not traveling as much, you're not doing the activity has seriously declined, which means that your spend requirement is probably going to decline as well until maybe you get to the no-go years and it requires a lot more heavy of a spend from a healthcare standpoint. So there's there's a lot that goes into it, but through the 15-minute phone call, we can answer a lot of the, the important questions that you have, that you've been thinking about, um, and then we can uh, give you as much information as we can to help you on, on your way. And also through that, we can identify, does it make sense for you to build a retirement plan? Does it make sense for us to work together to build a retirement plan? And then uh, you can actually see that clear picture on what your retirement financial future looks like.
you can schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. We promised to drill down on one of these specific strategies, Lauren. So it's the three stages of money and how you help people build retirement income plans. So we're talking about these three stages of money. And before we can work on the three stages of money, we have to take inventory of what we have. Yes. And and just as a reminder, this there's six components of the retirement plan. The rest of this podcast, we're going to focus on the one component, which is the income plan. But still, as you're as we talk about this, you're going to realize that it still involves a lot of these other components. It's still going to involve the investment piece and the tax piece and, and uh, the piece and the, the legacy piece. But yes, first, when it comes to the income piece, we need to take an inventory, an inventory of what kind of income sources do you have? Most likely you have Social Security. And the good news when it comes to Social Security is you have up to 81 different options of how you can elect those benefits. That's good news? 81 options? That sounds, <laughs> that <laughs> that is, sounds overwhelming to me. Well, that is great news because what we can do is we can look at all of the 81 different options and identify which of the, the combination strategies are going to be the best for you. I would much rather have 81 options as opposed to two options or three options, and then try to fit Social Security and those options into your box. Whereas now you can retire, you can do the things that you want to do, and then we can build Social Security around you as opposed to you working your retirement around Social Security. So yeah, we have Social Security. Uh, maybe you have a 401k plan or, or an employer-sponsored plan, a 403b plan, 457 plan. Uh, maybe you have a pension. There's still quite a few pensions out there. So maybe maybe you have a pension and you have different election options with the pension. Uh, maybe you have an IRA, a Roth IRA, a Roth 401k plan. So we got to take a look at the inventory of the different income sources you have. How much money do you have? How much money do you think you're going to need? How much money can you spend and still live the lifestyle that you want to and not have to worry about running out? Okay, so we've taken inventory, we understand with what we're working with, and now we're going to talk about that first stage of money, the now money. So the now money is going to be where, again, it's where your primal focus is going to be right away in retirement because this is what's going to fuel your lifestyle. This is where we're going to take the five or the six or the $7,000 a month that you're going to need to live on that in conjunction with potentially a pension and social security. So the now money is really important from that standpoint, which means it's really important how we invest that money. We cannot invest all of that money in the stock market. We cannot invest all of that money in the bond market because if we, if you have all of your now money invested in those two markets, and you're trying to retire, you're not going to retire because that now money is down 25 to 30%. And that's not going to give you a lot of confidence as far as providing the income that you're going to need for your lifestyle. So we have to invest that in a very careful way and a very deliberate, a very intentional way to make sure that your lifestyle is not impacted negatively with these things that we can't control. We can't control the markets. You can't control the markets. You can't control the economy. You can't control legislation. But you want to be able to control how much money you receive every single month. And do you see that as maybe a mistake that people make sometimes as they're getting closer to retirement is they've got too much of the money that they're going to need right away invested into something as risky as the stock market? The, num the number one reason why people can't retire or feel like they can't retire in these types of market conditions is because of that reason. They have too much money or all of their money invested in these two different types of investments, bonds and stocks. And bonds and stocks are not predictable. 
and they're not reliable when it comes to this type of function or utilization, which is to deliver retirement income. You know, sometimes I get the question, well, can I just invest my portfolio into something conservative like dividend paying equities? Those are stocks, right? Dividend paying equities are not conservative. They are still an aggressive investment, but that's the old school thought process where you could just put your money in GE and it would pay you a 5% dividend and you just live off the dividends. Well, what happens is we go through a 2008, we go through a 2020, we go through a, a 2022 where the markets are, are getting crushed. The, 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 the stock GE is getting crushed. So the amount of your portfolio is getting crushed. And then also the dividends get slashed. So instead of paying a 5% dividend, they're paying maybe a one and a half percent dividend. Now I'm just, I'm using a hypothetical here, right? That's, there's nothing wrong with GE. I'm just, this is the old thought process, which does not work when you're trying to retire, maintain a consistent lifestyle and not have to worry about your lifestyle going down with the market. And do you think it's because stocks and bonds have just got, get all the hype, they get all the marketing attention, they get the news attention, they get the headlines when people maybe just have a misunderstanding of what else is out there for growth? It's what people know. It's, it's what you have invested in for the last 40 years. You know stocks, you know bonds, you know them in the form of mutual funds because that's what your employer plan allows you to invest in. You might know them in the form of ETFs. It's, it's the traditional style of investing. Now, uh, the investment world has changed quite a bit. And what we do now is we cannot have just the traditional 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio in retirement. That can work, and it can work really well in your accumulation years. You're 40, 40 years old, you're 20 years out from retirement, and your portfolio is down by 26% like it was in 2008 as a 60-40 construction. That's okay. You still have plenty of time. But if you are looking to retire this year and your portfolio is down by 25%, that doesn't work so well for most people. So the old equity, the old stock and bond portfolio do not work well in the retirement world. We have to incorporate alternatives into the overall plan to offer more, more, uh, more of a steady ride during these downtimes. But also we have to be really intentional with these three stages and make sure you have three stages instead of just the one. Yeah, let's go to that second stage, the later money. What 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 are you doing with that money when you build these uh, customized income plans? All right, so the later money is just as the, the name uh, says, which is this is a, a piece of your portfolio that you are going to use later in retirement. And because you're going to use it later in retirement means we can invest it a little bit differently. We can take a little bit more risk than what we're taking with the now money. So we can have a piece of this portfolio invested in stocks. We can have it invested in bonds. We can use alternatives. Uh, basically, we will layer this this portion of your portfolio to make sure it's truly diversified and that it can meet all the objectives. And the two primary objectives are let's make sure we're there later for the income needs that you have later. But then also this now money is going to eventually run out because you're taking <clears throat> you're taking money out of it to deliver an income. So the later money is going to replenish the now money. So it's, it's a couple different functions. We need to make sure that we have growth in the later money for later years, but then it also has to replenish the now money because you are using that now money and it's going to run out. Okay, phase three, the forever money. 
All right. So the forever money, this is the piece of your portfolio that you are going to want to have around 10 to 20 years down the road. Okay. So the now money is right now. It's within zero to two to three years. The later money is within about three to maybe 10 years. And then the forever money is the 10 plus plus years. So now you can really take some risk. If you have the appetite to take some investment risk, you can take it with this forever money because you need to have this piece of your portfolio grow for you. You have to beat inflation. You want to beat taxation. And then you want some growth on top of those, those two hurdles as well. So we can invest a bigger portion in stocks. We can invest a bigger portion in bonds if we want to. Uh, and we still need to make sure we're truly diversified. So a list of alternatives is probably going to be incorporated in this bucket as well. But again, two, two primary functions for this forever money. Actually, there's three. One is it's going to grow for later. It's also going to replenish the later piece of your portfolio because, again, your later piece of the portfolio is replenishing your now piece of the portfolio. So you can see that waterfall effect. Uh, but then also if you have any, any meaningful legacy goals, right, if you want to leave some money to your kids, if you want to leave some money to your grandkids or your alma mater or whatever charities that you, are, you view favorable, this is where that money is going to come from. So it could be potential legacy money. It's definitely going to be growth money to replenish your uh, later money. And it's going to provide you that security, that ultimate security that you're not going to run out of money before you run out of time. Okay. I heard it at the beginning of that explanation. You said something about beating inflation. My ears perked up. Anyone listening right now had to catch that and go, please tell me the secret. You mean people are thinking about inflation right now? Goodness gracious. Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is, this is where you have the growth orientation within this piece of your portfolio. Uh, really the secret to beating inflation is to outgrow is to have that piece of the portfolio grow faster than inflation. Okay. All right. I'm That's with you secret. so far. That's okay. The secret sauce. There's the secret sauce right there. Breaking news alert. <laughs> yeah. So now all I have to do is figure out how to do it. Ah, yes. Right. I mean, that's what you do. Now, how, how, do, you, how, do, you do, do, how do you do it? Uh, and that's through creating a diversified portfolio, use, using investment vehicles that are transparent, meaning that they're transparent in what it is that you pay in fees, uh, but also transparent in what you actually own. So when it comes to our investment philosophy of delivering growth, it all comes down to the types of investment vehicles that you are using, which is why we stay away from mutual funds. Uh, and this is probably also where some ears are perking up because they're like mutual funds. What do you mean? That's what I've always invested in. That's what, that's what my employer makes me invest in, in in the 401k plan. Why would you not use mutual funds? And the reason is because of lack of transparency. There's a lot of hidden fees that are in most mutual funds. Uh, and then it's also very difficult to view what it is you actually own. If you have a port, think about your 401k plan. You have how many different mutual funds underneath your 401k plan? You have six, let's say. Six mutual funds in your 401k plan. Uh, how many of those six mutual funds own the stock Apple? So it could be several of them, right? Could be se could be all six, depending upon the mutual funds that you have, but you don't know that. And if you really do some research and you lift the hood of those six mutual funds, you can see maybe the top 25 holdings, maybe depending upon the mutual fund, maybe the top 50 holdings, or in the annual report, you can see a list of every single holding that they have as of the date of that report. He probably reads those, but uh, I don't think most <laughs> people are going through that prospectus, annual report, all the paperwork that is available or online reading. It goes right in the trash. <laughs> right in the trash yeah, but, let's, but let's say you do let's say you do look at it you you go through that list of 200 
200 securities in that mutual fund. That is still just as of the date of that report. The job of your mutual fund managers is to do the research, which stock should they be buying, which bond should they be buying, which stock and bond should they be selling. And so if that annual report was produced three months ago, what's the odds that you actually own that whole list of the securities? Well, you don't because they're making transactions sometimes on a daily, but certainly on a weekly or monthly basis. And so it's very difficult to create a truly transparent portfolio with mutual funds because what do you own? You you don't know. We don't know. um, And those mutual funds are all uh, working in a siloed approach, meaning that ABC mutual fund that you have, those managers are not talking to XYZ mutual fund that you have, right? So there's no coherent investment approach. Uh, which is why in the secret to beating inflation is use investment vehicles that are transparent. You know what you own, and you know what you're paying for that ownership. So you're truly diversified. And you understand the risk you're taking. That's a big part of all of this. It's a big part of keeping your sanity, too. <laughs> yes. I mean, every time we go through these these downturns, people start to panic. And even if the, the panic word is not an accurate description of what you're thinking. It's certainly a higher level of anxiety. I mean, you turn on the news and, and you see these pundits and these experts saying, we're going through a recession. We're going to go through the recession. It's going to be worse than the, than the Great Recession of 2008. Maybe it's going to reach the Great Depression type levels, right? You hear all of this stuff and you're thinking, whoa. That's terrible. Yeah. I, I'm going to retire in the midst of that? No way. Um, and so... It, it certainly adds a lot of anxiety, which, again, goes back to the overall plan. If you have a coherent and visual income plan that works well with your tax plan and your health care plan and your legacy plan and your investment plan, then you can see how your retirement picture financially is going to play out. And you can also see how you're going to avoid these hurdles that you can't control. You don't want stuff that you can't control negatively impacting your retirement. And what everybody's thinking about right now that they can't control is the stock market and the economy. One way to take control is to make a phone call. It's something you have control over, getting more information about retirement, having some of your questions answered, speaking directly to a retirement planner. Here's your opportunity. It's a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can schedule yours by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E retire.com. We will continue talking about all of the aspects of retirement on this podcast. It's retiring today. And we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.